All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Brand new episode of the Real Life Podcast, and this is a very weird episode of the pod. Jay and BM are in meetings all day. Perfect. Chalmers said, if they're not coming, I'm not coming. Perfect. And so it's me and you. Well, you know what? This reminds me of when every few years a member of Menudo would go solo. Like Ricky Martin. He got bigger than Menudo. Next thing you know, he was living La Vida Loca. We too could go solo. And Ricky Martin's never had any bad press. Oh, hush. That was all settled with a few checks. Yeah, sure. Um, music. This. I get the notifications for the Oilers Nation Instagram okay. because I post on the camp. Of course. I start seeing these notifications about a band that's coming and playing it's and all weird. of this. It's like we're living the same life. Well, yeah. Whenever you talk to anyone, I also get pinged for it. I don't want to turn it off because sometimes there's also important business that goes down in the Oilers but Nation. You never DM. respond to anybody bitching that they don't get nation gear. I'll screenshot it sometimes. That doesn't help me. Sometimes I'm going through and I'm like looking for people praising us and it's people complaining. I'm like, 20 people have access to this account. Yet no one responds to any issues but Wanye. No. Um, I remember this was a while back, but I opened one up, and it was someone who wanted a refund. And they were like, your refund's been sent. And they were like, I don't want it back on my card. I want cash. Aww. And I was like, do you have any idea how e-commerce works? Yeah, I don't think it You don't like just that. get a stack of money. No, 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 no. So the band, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's strange, but yes, we have a weird relationship. It's like a husband and wife that share an iCloud. You know what I'm saying? Every time I save a screenshot, you'll know everything I'm doing. Yeah. When this show began, real life, in 2017, longtime listeners will remember, poor folks, it was me, Gregor, and Strudwick Mm -hmm. before they went menudo on me and left. And I was in Mexico most of the time, working on a startup down there. And in my time in Mexico, I have, like, a whole set of friends down there. They're, like, my legit boys, and they include this rock band that I used to roll with called the Mud Howlers. 
Yeah. The Mud Howlers are like some friends of mine who like came together, made a band, and then did awesome in Latin America. And they had, I think, three albums and an EP. They had Grammy award-winning producers. Latin Grammys, but they're in Latin America. Mm, Jesus, you're empty. That adds up. Yeah. And so Mud Howlers, awesome, the best. I was their roadie. Like I went to Coachella with them. I went to South by Southwest with them. They let me wear a jean jacket. Let me go on stage, your M. Chuck. They have over 20,000 monthly listeners. Yeah, man. They're legitimately awesome. And they let me be their roadie. So I'd go to all these music festivals with these Mexican guys, and then we all lived in a house together in Mexico City for like six weeks one time. And they're like recording their debut album, and I live in a house with them, and it's like all gravy, right? So these are like my OG boys. This is so far from the life that I know of you. Because this was before I worked at The Nation. You were yeah, doing this. I've had a life before you, Tyler. Uh, well, it's not how I usually roll. But but anyways. I also did the podcast from, from there. There. Because I'm like, I'm bringing it with me. It's real life, right? Okay. So obviously, of late, there hasn't been as much travel, right? I still work with people in Hermosillo. Um, in the town these guys are from. But they DM'd me the other day. One of their side projects is coming to Edmonton for a music festival called the Winterrupt Festival. Okay. And my boys from Sergeant Papers are coming to town. So I'm going to get them on the show on Monday if we can make it work on their end. Yeah, I don't see why. How sick is that? Why not? Season one, our our intro for this show was their song. Really? Yes. We should get Felipe, this is the guy we're going to talk to, and he's like the brains of the operation. He's a full-on music producer, Okay, right? He's like one of these prodigies. He can play any instrument. Just sits down. He's one of those guys who can hear a song once and then just spit it right out. Or is like, oh, I have a song in my head. What about this? Tang, 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 and he has a new song that fast. So he runs this giant recording studio, and he's in these projects. And I think the Mud Howlers are still together. We're going to have to ask him on the air. We'll put the fucking beats to him if they said they broke up. That's bullshit. If you're talented, you got to stick with the craft. That's why there's been 443 episodes of this podcast. If you're not talented, you just keep trying like we do. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, my boy from Sergeant Papers. That's what's going on in the DMs. Because Wanye's Instagram is deactivated. He's like, I sent it up like a flare. I just sent it to Oilers Nation thinking it would somehow get to you. I'm like, or I respond to it. Because unlike your M. Chuck, I actually look at the messages. You just like to know there's messages. I responded. Yes, that is true. I responded to one the other day, which is from our guy Tristan, who was on the Vegas trip. And he sent a meme about having a gambling problem. And he said, this is Tyler. And I responded. I said, you take it easy, Tristan. There's a lot of good content in the DMs you can repost. Yeah. Well, you got to go through them. It's traumatic. I hate checking DMs. Yeah, it's the, just such a bizarre... It's, there's 90,000 people. Some lady was sending quotes from Jesus the other day. <laughs> there's another person who like... Paying off debts for the next five people. Oh, I, I bet you I delete, no exaggeration, 100 of those comments a day. It's, off all the accounts I run. You would think by this point, Instagram would have some sort of a filter for like that. I feel like they don't want to fix it. I feel like they could fix it if they want to fix it. Yeah. I guess. The messages don't really change all that much. No, like if you, there is a comment that checks the marks of pay off debt yeah. or debt yeah. and then a dollar amount. All just, caps. Yeah, just boot it. Don't allow all caps. Boot it. Just boot it. It's gone. And Instagram would be a much cleaner place. This is why Elon brought out the check mark for Twitter. Because he it assumes to, no bots yeah. will pay $8 a month. The only issue was that a lot of normal people also don't want to pay $8 a month. But that's okay. You're not getting yeah. penalized. But yeah. just like if you're looking at it as Twitter which mm-hmm. as high as 80% of their accounts might be spammed. Did you see that? 
That's crazy. 80% of Twitter accounts are bots. When they're looking at their network, they got to find a way to fix this. So making people pay. There's a lot of people who are paying. Yeah. Oh, I'll interact with people who have like 40 followers. And I'll be like, oh, wow, you paid for the check. I think what Elon is doing is working. Like he slashed the workforce by like 70% because everyone quit. Then he introduced a revenue stream they were never going to bring out and scale that seems to be working. Like he may have actually swung this thing in a super fast timeline. But is he going because he's lot he's in the hole a considerable amount now right oh, 45b but you have a company theoretically worth 45b potentially yeah he was at the world cup in qatar meeting with shakes meeting with jared kushner meeting with satan himself who knows and he's getting a round of investment at that 45 isn't that concerning then with who he's getting a round of investment from he's the only type of people who have the type of liquid funds yeah when you're like the WWE selling to the Saudis, if that happens, there's nobody else looking to buy the WWE. Yeah. Right? Like, ESD, Disney wants to get rid of ESPN. It's not going to buy the WWE. Huh. There aren't that many companies that have the resources. And then the, the Saudi, like, investment vehicles that get put together by the government and shit. They'll give Ronaldo. You see, they made an offer to Messi for $450 million. That's, That's not insane. about soccer. That's no. about, like, tourism. It's like tourism and to an extent sport washing. Yes, sport washing. I didn't know if we wanted to say that word. Yeah. We can say sport washing. No one else is here but us. It's our show today. Sport washing. I don't even know how long we'll go. I have an interview with the On the the Bench guys coming up because we're going to hang out with them down in Jasper. We'll have more on that in just a second. I also have to give some love to our friends at AMA Travel as well. Trip to Toronto coming. March 10th to 12th, nationgear.ca is where you can find it. You saw how much fun we had in Vegas, thanks to our friends at AMA Travels. You can join us in the six, the big smoke. We can talk about anything we want. What nationality do you hate the most? Just kidding. We can't say that kind of stuff in 2023. No, I would even argue team. For me, it's Scottish people. They've been getting away with murder for too long. The thing I always find funny is every, like, nationality, or they almost all at this point have the reputation of being cheap. Really? I always find that. It just feels like if you're an Irish person, you're always like, oh, man, I'm cheap. You know, Irish people are cheap. Like Ukraine, you oh, man. Is this Ukraine. a Rorschach test? Are you cheap and you just see it in everyone else? You're not cheap. You ball out. Uh, not really. Um, but, you know, I always just feel like every culture is like, ah, oh, you know, we're cheap, right? We're whatever. All I knew about Scotland was plaid. And then I watched Braveheart. I was, like, shocked that, like, the Scots were this savage. And ever since then, because of Braveheart, I've always feared the Scots. There. Because there's only two of us, I can get out a confession. I don't quite understand that, but that's fine. What do you mean, Braveheart? You've never seen? <laughs> I know, I've never seen Braveheart. Oh, they were so mean to Braveheart. There was a guy named Braveheart in it? I think so. William Wallace. Okay. But they pulled him apart with a horse. Well, I just ruined the movie for you. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. You were never going to watch Braveheart, were you? No, I'm not a Why? Don't you want to be a man? Right now, I'm really into that uh, tennis documentary on oh, Netflix. Oh, for the love of God. Do you have no outside of sport interest? Well, you have hip-hop. You're deep yeah, down that route. I've hip up. We've gone down that one. Um, do I have outside of sport interests? Not overly. You're too. Um, you're like reality TV. You have to know everything about sports. That's a full time job. I like reality TV. We could talk about. I want to get into Milf Manor. Yeah. Have you watched it? No, but I've watched a lot of clips, and that's close enough. My problem with these shows is if I get into it, it's your whole life. I get into it. Yeah. Right. Remember when I was so crazy about Big Brother? Yeah, I was into it. I was too far down the rabbit hole. The only thing I can allow myself to do that with is Oilers hockey. Because when I'm on Twitter for nine hours a day for Oilers hockey, I'm doing it as Oilers Nation. So I'm technically working. That makes sense. They've been playing freaking lights out recently. Four wins in a row. That's preposterous. Tampa rolling into town tonight. 
Man, I can't believe how fast Evander Kane came back. Hey, he was sitting right here once. Was he sitting there? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was sitting so right when here. When he next gets game. a skate and they cut him all the way back to next Thursday, how do his ligaments heal that fast? I think it really probably like he'll do an extent and he'll do the point where he can't re-injure himself. Like, you know, like he can't shoot and have it like break. But like open, how like isn't his wrist just flip-flopping around like a fish fillet? He kind of told us that he doesn't really have a ton of feeling in it. How are you playing hockey at a high level and you seem to be? Because if you can grab the stick, you don't really need like feeling in your thumb, do you? I don't know. I thought that there was like numbness in his forearm too. And he's worried about his strength, wasn't he? Yeah, but he passed all those tests, so he's back. One thing I know about professional athletes, especially professional hockey players, and I do know some of them, believe it or not. Yes, I was in a Mexican rock band too while we were at it. I'll bring in my jean jacket. They play hurt to the point that it's scary. They play through shit. Oh, yeah. Normal mortals like you and I are like, ooh, my knee twinged the other day. I better lie on the couch and watch four seasons of Scrubs. They're like, I block shots with my face in the preseason because I'm crazy like that. My checks every two weeks look like I just bought a house in Airdrie. Did you just buy a house in Airdrie? No, I don't play in the NHL. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like if yeah. you get a check every week for like 400 grand, yeah, bought a house in Airdrie. I went on a boat tour when I was in Canmore a few summers ago. This just is going to be around. an interesting bridge to cross between your story and mine. And on the boats that we're going, there's like, okay, there's the main street. Pool. And then it was he was like, we're going to go around this bend. And that's where all the NHLers and oil executives Oh, here buy. we go. And he like went and showed us, like, this player lived here. This player sold that house. This player lives here. Bro. And, like, a bunch of them all have just these fucking huge shacks out in yeah. Canmore. It's crazy. Canmore. Yeah. Yeah. Which there, would make sense. I mean, you're not going to, like, Biles and Jasper or whatever. You can't really. There's a player we'll call, we'll say he was the captain of the Ducks for a long time. Yeah. His house it's on two levels, like his cabin at a lake, and he tees off on the top level, and he has a green on the roof of the lower building. A little chipping area and whatever? But he's hitting, like, full wedges. Oh, wow. It's extravagant. It's what you do when you've won Lord Stanley as the captain, and you've hoisted the cup, and you're yeah. just that loaded. There's a lot of players, I think, from, like, the 90s and the O's that are staying at their cabins year-round now with, like, $30 million in the bank, and they don't know what to do. Oh, I know there's guys like that. Um, they don't they go golfing every day, and that's the game plan till death. Like, we only ever hear of the horror stories of it, of, like, this player's now broke. Yeah. Look how sad. But there are, like, think of in the NHL right now, an average run-of-the-mill kind of player. Like, if Kyler Yamamoto's career ends after six years, he's going to have... $18 million in the bank, probably. Well, no, he'll have grossed 18 Gro million. Grossed 18 So he'll yeah. have received a third of it. Yeah. But still, $6 million is so much money. And he'll be oh, like, yeah. like, you know, 30 years old. And he can just go buy like a million-dollar shack and hang out for a few years and do whatever. Let some of it sit off to the side. Like, we hear all the horror stories, but you're right. There are players who, yeah, they signed one big ticket. It was crazy. They grossed like $28, $30 million silent in majority. Their I always yeah. thought it would be interesting to see a show. Like, remember NHL Cool Shots? Do you remember mm -hmm. the concept of that show? But I want to go see people who've made it. Who aren't fucked up in retirement? They're chilling, like Sergey Fedorov. I want a camera crew to find Sergey Fedorov in Russia in his silver Lamborghini or whatever he's doing, and he's still fighting fit. And I want to see what his home gym looks like. I would watch that. Would you watch that? Yes. Yeah, so I was talking about that today on Daily Face Off Live, where 
you know, like there's this breakpoint series for tennis and F1 had the big thing, which is pushing it to crazy popularity now in the States. I know it's always been popular around the world and golf has one coming up, which looks unbelievable. And like, what a year to pick up a golf documentary last year. Cause that's where it tracks Liv last year in? when Liv came in. So like, that's going to be unreal. And I was like, how cool would a documentary be in some way like that with the NHL? Well, you could have the highly produced version or you can just have a web version where yeah. to me doesn't require like the full team with mm-hmm. these like the F1 show, I would never watch it because why would I watch cars? That's what you get in to go to a sporting event. It's not an actual sporting event, cars. That's like saying, I watch Toaster. That doesn't even make any sense to me. How can watching a car drive around be? Anyways. But the point is you watch and you fall in love with these for the stories. It's the storylines. Yeah. That, if the NHL could bring out content that actually shows, and they try with that frozen, what the hell is that called? Uh, well, they did the Heritage or the Winter Classic one back the in the day. It was the popular. It was good. It's really good. The and Oilers was, should have a show like that on Oilers Plus where you can see players' personalities and shit. Then people will sign up to Oilers Plus. Problem solved. But see, the thing is, though, they have something similar to it. But what is it? It's G-rated. Yeah, it's, it's signed off on by everyone on the team. Stupid. It's like that stupid show, Oil Change. Yeah. Where they're like, are you ready to have your mind blown by the fact that Tom Gilbert has a shoe collection? That was the fucking revelation of oil change. So what I want to see is a show one season around the NHL where they follow around like five players, a star rookie, a star player, a guy towards the end of his career chasing a ring, a guy who's a tweener. Like I'm talking, you fall around, you get someone with a good personality, obviously, but like a Devin Shore type where like their life is on the line every, and then you pick like a couple of those guys to round it out. And you pick just like a couple sort of demographics of the players Yep, yep. and you just follow how greatly different their experiences. The rookie getting his first checks, Yep. right? Oh my God. Cause like, you know, the signing bonuses aren't crazy anymore. Like your first year with your bonuses. Bought a house in Airdrie every two yep. weeks. And then the guy who's a tweener, who's just like fuck, I'm getting sent back down to there. Like, shit, I'm on waivers. Like, it's going to be the worst day of my life. And then the superstar is making 10 mil, and it's like, yeah, I just spent 40 grand on Nike shoes. I think it'd be crazy to see the difference in wealth oh, yeah. that goes on in yeah. the NHL. I think that's the kind of stuff, though, that the like leagues are most loath to let you see. Yep, 100%. Right? Like, when you think about, I mean, I've talked to NHL players about this, like sitting next to a guy who makes 10 times as much money as you do, mm-hmm. right? That's a bizarre thing. You don't have that in the private sector, really. You're like you may have a CEO of your the, company, but he's the gap isn't that large. You're not sitting beside him on the plane. Yeah, you're not in the same point. hotel room with him. Yeah. You're not trying to go out to the clubs with him. And a lot of those big time players are the most neurotic out of everybody, right? Yeah. And like hockey players and professional athletes in general, they're very weird about not all of them, but some of them are very weird about money. They're very dissociative of it. Right? So they're like, oh, I'm playing badly. I don't care that I just made 400 grand. Ah! And like, though, the people who get locked into really long term contracts at big money and don't perform, those are the people who will spend $40,000 on shoes. Hmm. I, I saw an ath, uh, actor one time talking, I can't remember on what podcast, but he was saying that like, when you get on a shitty show on CBS and they lock you in and they start paying you lots of money, those are the actors and actresses he worries about the most. Because they have all this money coming in. They don't really feel like they're earning it. Yeah. Right? And then they start going crazy. It's like a guilt about it. Yeah. Buying shit. Whereas like your hardworking seventh defenseman, 
who makes 850 grand a year. He's like, I'm earning every penny of this motherfucker. Yeah. But then you got a guy in the same team who's like on the back half of a legacy contract who's like, fuck, I haven't had a good year in four years. And like all the other players, in the, this is the kind of shit the NHL does not want to get out. Yeah, that's fair. But like going to Sergey Fedorov's house, that'd be all right. That'd be cool. Right? Where's Where's Ole Kolzig? That guy made trillions of dollars gotta be somewhere remember when it turned out paul korea was like surfing every day and has waterboard abs they just like dropped that in there it was like wednesday night hockey on Sportsnet. paul korea breaks his 20 year yeah, silence here i, I like, am and i'm fuck? good looking as hell and it turns yeah. out that like life's there's really gonna be more stories like this hundreds of them like pavel bure is now like getting pretty old but he works i think he's the president of the women's hockey federation in russia yeah, which is one of them patronage jobs He's got to have, like, an estate outside of Moscow with, like, fountains and shit. Show me those fountains. What's the PSI of the water of Pavel Bury's fountains? <laughs> These are the kind of questions hockey fans want to know in 2023 and beyond. I feel like we don't get enough of it, or if it is, it's just super, it's not even... It's Oilers plus G-rated bullshit. It's guarded access. But guarded's doesn't. fine. Like, this is where the NFL and the NBA and the F1 show is smart. They still have a tight grip on the storylines, but they're actually looking for interesting shit. Yeah. Not Tom Gilbert has a shoe collection. I wouldn't watch one second of Oil Change or Amtrak. You should have seen me in those days at the Nation where all every, everybody talked about Oil Change all the time, and I refused to engage because I, I knew what it was. It was garbage. I haven't signed on to an Oilers Plus at all. Like I've never, I don't even know what the interface looks like. There's no to interest watch in fucking me. press conferences? Give me a break. I, if anything interesting happens, it's going to show up on my Twitter. There is nobody in this world who would like to sign up to an amazing Oilers Plus and pay whatever it is they want every month than me. But it's just like watching oil change. I know I will smash my head against the wall, and I have a kid now, and I can't go out like that because he needs me, and he can kind of barely get downstairs on his own. Is he really? He's moving like that? He does, yes, yeah. yeah. He's a good little guy. Nice. That's he's mobile. He's two. Yeah. So he's, he's not talking much, but he's moving around. He says hockey. And the other night, he woke up in the middle of the night and wanted to watch hockey. Middle of the night. When he couldn't, he lost his shit. Just like dad. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it seems pretty on like actually, for the whole thing. He got the spirit. He's confused, but he got the right idea. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> uh, got to give some love to our friends at Tourism Jasper, because we are heading right back out there. First off, Jasper in January is still on right now until the 29th of January. It is a fantastic winter celebration out there. Um, also, the Escape Card Marmot Basin, only $89 plus tax. You can get that one at the Tourism Jasper site as well. It is unbelievable everything that goes on this month in particular, including the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament, and the On the Bench guys are coming back. And I had a chance to sit down with them earlier today and chat about the tournament and also some scathing comments they made about me earlier uh, to the Barnburner guys. We're going to pause for an ad, then jump into that conversation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Special edition of the Real Life Podcast. Uh, I am joined by Ollie and Jacob. from They're the On the Bench boys. You know them. You love them. I got to meet them last year at the Jasper Tournament, and we are all heading back. We had such a good goddamn time last year. They were running it back again. You guys fired up? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're out for blood this year. Yeah, we're coming yep. up. Well, okay, let's up. start here because, you know, we met for the first time last year. I thought we had a good time. I thought we got along well. And then I'm listening to Barn Burner today, and you guys are calling us Trash Nation. Um, you you described me as an unmemorable person. What's the deal? What's the beef? doesn't sound like yeah us. i think they had a soundboard we like you're you're one of our boys we'd never say that yeah it was really great to meet you guys yeah i think all it was right, a so, soundboard. yeah yeah it was all uh, it was ai it was fake um so you know what i'm just gonna because of those comments i'm getting right to my hard-hitting journalist questions you guys last year were not on one team you floated around to a lot of different teams is that a comment about the kind of teammates you are no, I think it's more about the skill level because um, we're so much better. So, well, I'm I'm pretty toxic. So you are, <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. But then I even you out. Life's all about balance, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, it's just like skill level because we dominate. We could go two v eight and still dubs. But I think we're looking to jump on a team this year. I don't know if I want to float around this year. Yeah, well, I just want the dub. Yeah, I just want a championship. You guys are Calgary boys. Maybe the Flames Nation team makes a little bit of sense for you. I think they could use the help, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They said their their team is a little bad, so we might be jumping on their team for a couple, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend out at the Fairmont JPL. We're going to have a hot stove on Friday night with our guy, Frank Saravalli, um, the insider, the NHL insider, Frank Saravalli. And then we'll have you guys kicking around as well, um, drinking, I'd imagine. What was your record last year? 120 cold ones you guys put back? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we like to set records everywhere we go. Um, you guys are killing the content game as you usually do, especially around the world juniors. And I like to think that you two have quite the impact on the youth around this sport. And I think that was apparent and apparent with the Michigan attempts for team Canada. Do you guys take full credit for that style of play? Yep. Yeah, 100%. we, we, um, hockey Canada had us out before the tournament and we were dead. That's all we were doing. And they got pissed, but it's like, that's all me and the boy or uh we were all work, working on the Michigans and they're like, eh, boys, let's focus up. We're like, no. And then you saw it, they tried it twice, and then coach got pissed off. So, yeah, so definitely all us. Play for the name bar. Yeah. 
play for the name bar. I think your quote on barn burner was they've never drafted a whole team. Only one player gets drafted. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to make it to the show, just play for yourself. And you guys have great advice like that uh, in the book you wrote. Who let you guys write a book? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, it is a really good question, but um, obviously they did. And it was a smart play because we just ripped the bestseller list for eight weeks straight, you know? Yeah, the spelling was a little awful, but I mean, they got computers to fix that. So, yeah, you just jotted down some random thoughts in there. I love the short forms you guys give a lot of things. Did you just call my question a quest, a questy? Questy. Questy, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so let me take you through a little rapid fire style translation guide here before we get out to Jasper to make sure I'm all up to snuff on the kind of stuff you guys are saying. Uh, short form for a few things I got written down here. Give me a stick, like hockey stick. Twig, rubber rocket. <laughs> rubber rocket. That's a good one. Uh, going bar down. Uh, it's like bar cell, bar maxi, um, bar china, pipe music. Yeah. No, just Dustin Pipe. All right. Uh, do you have a short form one for the Michigan? Michi. Just Michi. Just yeah. Michi. It's classier that way, right? Yeah. Um, no one cares oh, about the Michigan. It's all Michi. Yeah, it's all Michi. Uh, only one of you guys wears a helmet, but what's the short form there? Bucky or yeah. Lettuce Locker. Lettuce Locker, Bucky. All right. Uh, I think I think that's enough for me, honestly. Uh, you guys had the clip. They had the clip plan on Barnburner of you guys going up against Sagan and Ben. And the Tourism Jasper tournament is a three-on-three tournament. So I'd like to know, you guys in your style of play, we know all about it. Who is, if you could pick anyone, an ideal NHLer to complete you guys on your roster in this three-on-three tournament? Who is that? That's good because I'm like, I'm a super skilled guy, like, and I'm like makes, super, like rushing stay at home D man. Yeah, you're stay at home. Well, I'm. What, what am I? I'm stay at home offensive, defensive, threatening yeah, forward. Right? You're more of like a stay away. You're like an Airbnb yeah. forward. Okay, so I'm like an Airbnb forward, like McDavid speed, Johnny Gaudreau edges, uh, Crosby strength. Uh, who's smart? I mean, I'd probably take someone like super good, like Michael Stone. Why Stone? Because then she just beats, sucks, so. no, he just beats everybody up, blocks the biscuits, and we just go snipe them in. Easy oh, play. true, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Some big guy like Luch, you can just clear the way, and then yeah. we just dangy everyone. Or Revo, because Revo yeah. would just be, like, unbelievable player. Have you guys met Revo before? Have you done stuff with him? Uh, Not yet. Yeah, we challenged him to a fight, and he said no. Yeah, he got scared. That makes sense. The math checks out on uh, on that one. You guys have obviously, you made it on the outdoor rinks. You're big outdoor rink guys. Is there anything better than when you're out at the Fairmont JPL with that kind of a setting for an outdoor game? Like, it's it's unbelievable. It's the best. You can't beat that view. No. And, like, a lot of people, like, do don't play hockey. They go hike that stuff. They see it from the trails. But it's way different. Like, 360 view in the middle of the ice. It is second to none and this year the tournament starts on friday so i'm hoping we get a little like under the lights action too because that could only add to it oh that'd be friday night right yeah yeah. friday night's when it starts so i know last i know last year you guys obviously didn't drive to the tournament you skated your way there from your homes in airdrie same plan this year you guys are probably got to get going right away then eh 
last few weeks, yeah, I we were, we're gonna fly into Edmonton, and uh, I actually had to rush get my driver's license so we can drive down. Yeah, we're gonna drive this time. Jacob, DJ, yeah, like you said, he just got his license, and so we're gonna we're gonna borrow Grandma's car in Edmonton and rip down. Yeah. Well, this conversation has been riveting, boys. And if you're a listener and you're like, hey, I want more of this, or if they want to see you guys in in action, because you are the big draw of the tournament, chehockey.com. That is where you can sign up to get in on the Tourism Jasper tournament. We had an absolute blast last year. You guys didn't even come close to competing with us in the tournament. So I wish you guys all the best and maybe getting a sniff of us this year. Well, you got jokes, Yerman Amritschuk. <laughs> All right, you guys stay safe. We'll see you in a week. All right, thank you. Sign up, everyone. Come to Jasper. All right, there you go. That's uh, the on the bench, guys. You know they- what? I'm actually happy I didn't have to sit through that shit again. I only had to listen to you do it live once. I thought we are going to have to sit here and actually listen to the entire interview, but due to the magic of computer screens, you just said, and that's that, and that was only like one second later. They are so interesting because like I, I follow them on Instagram. I'm subscribed to them on, uh, on YouTube. They have almost half a million, uh, Instagram followers. They have 167, 168,000 YouTube subscribers. They are some of the biggest voices in hockey, which is crazy because they're two guys from Calgary who just started filming themselves doing just wild shit but they've grabbed onto this demographic. They that, knew what they were doing though. I remember yeah. we came in contact with them right early on. Cause we like to keep our finger on the pulse and like out of the gate, they had an agent. Hmm. So this wasn't like an accident that suddenly they had a GoPro and just happened to film themselves doing an intricate sketch. These guys set up to make it what they made. And now they do shit. Like they're always doing content with NHLers. The NHL brings them around to events. They've been to like all-star games crazy, and all man. that stuff. They got like crazy ass brand deals. It's wild. The YouTube numbers are the most amazing. Cause you can't really fake YouTube subs. No Instagram. Like, you yes. never know. Yeah. But right. you, the YouTube is crazy. And when they were at this event last year, you could have had insert NHL star there. Kids run up to these guys. Like, I joked with them a little bit about it, but like, they really do have a stranglehold on the 10 to 14. You cannot say stranglehold in 10 to 14 on a podcast. Isn't that horn that just went off outside? That's <laughs> yeah. the you're going to jail alarm. <laughs> honk, honk. But it's crazy, like, the pull they have on kids, and, like, kids were running up to them. That's my nightmare. Aware, that's ask, my worst yeah, that's what well, you had that. going on in Vegas, I heard. I heard it was, like, Justin Bieber came in the club when you came in in the romper, well, that's and just, people were just blowing their minds. That's just me getting to, like, meet Oilers fans and uh, all that, But know? in the romper, lit out of your mind. It's lit funny. out of my mind wearing a nation flag as a cape? That's the way to do it. It's quite How the vibe. How did they know you were you, I wonder? <laughs> Just try to keep it on the DL as these guys are going around with a helmet on in public. Yeah. And uh, when they take the helmet off, is there a change in character? No, that is just who they are. That is just who they are. Well, it is. They are true to themselves. Imagine making a fake name and making hockey content, your MJ. I wouldn't be caught dead. <laughs> Not in that you. Incel category of hockey blogger fake name content people. They'll be out at Jasper with us and we'll be slamming beers. I think you can still sign up. CHE hockey dot com is where you can get more info on uh, the big tournament that's coming up and uh, as always today's episode is brought to you by our friends at montana's they have a new comfort food menu that just dropped 
It is legit. And also, if you get a head in there to watch a game, you can win a trip for two to the NHL Awards in Nashville or a Molson-branded NHL fridge. Mm. The NHL, it's really one of the only leagues that does the full-on award show. Yeah. But I love the way they do it of, like, listen, could we be fair and sprinkle this around so, like, Columbus gets the awards when you're... No. We will rotate between Vegas and Nashville because you know the players will go to Vegas and Nashville. That makes sense. If the NHL wanted to guarantee 100% participation in All-Star games every year, they'd put it in Vegas every year. Uh, yeah, you're not talking wrong. Right? Like what- The All-Star game is terrible, though. Like, the music. It's yeah. like these people that they get to pick NHL music have been living in an underground nuclear bunker for 25 years, and they unseal it. These people come up, and the steam comes out. And they're like, quickly, what's the most relevant band to you guy who hasn't seen the sun in 10 years he's like i don't know uh green day in 2021 for the third straight year what imagine the, dragons yeah, and like, it's like oh my god when they rolled out green day and it was like gary bettman's like ta-da I'm like gary do you honestly think this is a relevant band in this day and age remember when they hired that weird tiktoker guy too to be like a brand influencer for the nhl he like came out and did a dance in his first game and thought he was the shit and everyone was just like what the fuck is this They've they've swung and missed hard on a few things. At least they're trying. Yeah, but I also think that's what you get when you have a focus group that's like of eighty year old investment bankers trying to be like, what do the kids like? Yeah, get some kids in here. Yeah, you know what they like? Strangely, they like on the bench, and those guys figured it out, and at least they yeah. get invited to shit. Like at least they're not that tone deaf. No, and yeah, they get around. They were like, oh, with the Chicklets guys at these tournaments, and they go, they basically spend their winters going to different hockey tournaments around North America and just being themselves, showing up, playing a little bit. They're like the taking um, pictures and going home. Slapshot guys, the Hanson brothers. Yeah, they're like the twenty twenty three Hanson brothers. That's actually a great way to put it because now those guys make a life of going to like the collectible Ooh, shows and like those poor bastards. Where the one guy's like sick and doing yeah, like a GoFundMe and shit. Like they're that. not doing great right now. But they're getting old. What are you gonna yeah. do? They've been living hard. They've had a good run. Everybody Those boys have time. had some fun. Imagine the imagine the Hanson brothers' top five nights where they're still at the bar wearing their glasses oh, and fuck. like, oh my God, the shit. If you have the even the most remote amount of fame and you're moving around like Flint, Michigan in like 1996. You're making the cross Canada tour, stopping in like not small towns, but like intermediate cities kind of thing yeah. oh you have some great stories hamilton and yeah. that one night in february when they ran into leonard skinner at the bar yeah remember that time we were in brandon and we went to winnipeg and metallica had just yeah. played like they got and they, they loved us and we partied with them all yeah. night it's nothing wrong with getting old and needing to go fummy to replace your teeth but it's what are you remembering when you're old and if it's a life like that there's no fucking no, you've done not. a good job you'll remember that when you're old and your teeth are falling out you'll be like shit remember when i talked to Connor mcdavid at the all-star game that was a highlight of my career your m check i think i want to go back this year to the all-star game you should in miami i mean who could turn down a chance to go to miami anyway? you just got to get a crazy quote that we can play for the next 20 years and monetize as a result mm-hmm. like get Connor to admit that they're gonna have a kid or something can you imagine if i, I broke the yes of healthy scratching so uh, you know, maybe me breaking the McDavid child isn't far off. Okay, what about this as an idea? To pay for your trip to the All-Star game, just get Connor in an interview to say the words, I am having a kid, and then we'll deep fake it. So it'll look... It'll Dub it all together. I had this, the reason I say this is I had a dream that Connor and his lovely girlfriend, Lauren Kyle, were having a baby. Okay. And it was like Prince William circa 1982. Yep. 
And I think that one day, God willing, if these two crazy kids stay together, I can't imagine Connor McDavid is a good boyfriend. Lauren Kyle clearly is an angel. If she sticks with the boy and they have a kid, Edmonton's going to lose its shit if my dream was any indication. I we think were like, it was like a countdown clock during the CTV news in the corner. I think it'll just be a real like, wow. Like I, for me, it'll be like, I'm getting old. Like Connor McDavid is getting to the age where he's having children. Maybe, be, maybe he'll be like Sidney Crosby and be oh like, yeah. I'm not having a kid until I'm retired because I don't want to lose sleep. He but, may. But actually, you know what's interesting is that for the most part, McDavid's lived a more outgoing life than Crosby. Well, yeah. Yes, that's fair. And part of that is because we're in the market. So like we see him yeah. more and we see more interactions with him. But I think like commercials aside, we've gotten glimpses into McDavid's personality that like when I think of the most memorable off ice yeah. moments of Crosby's career, number one is that time he got the mumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be it. Have you ever seen Sidney Crosby? Tim Horton's commercials. Sidney Crosby's girlfriend. I saw she was there when they did a night the other day. Ah. I didn't, didn't even know she had, a, he had a girlfriend though. But I think that this is the point with Sidney Crosby is he wants to just keep everything super under wraps and he can probably move around Pittsburgh much more freely than Connor can. Oh yeah. Right. Keep the hat low kind of thing. And no, if Con- as long Connor, as could, Ben Roethlisberger, Connor could wear a ski mask and people would be like McDavid got him. I think that that works for Connor though, because like Connor, I don't see him having many interests outside of hockey. You can't. Yeah. If you're that great, your interests are biometrics, pliability. Well, like when Gregor talked to him and it was like, what What do you do? Oh, I play fantasy football. It's like, there you go. There's your outside hockey interest. Oh, I'm did like he the, get him on that? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about the Oilers fantasy football league as a team and all that shit. But like, that's pretty much it. When Zuckerberg went on Joe Rogan, right? He yep. couldn't even get Zuckerberg off his talking points. Like he couldn't get him. Like the, the on the bench guys won't break character. Zuckerberg wouldn't break character either. Because they're just so singular that they don't have an off switch, right? It's like Elon Musk. Like, very rarely can you get him talking, not in a podcast, about his talking points about going to Mars and shit, right? And I think Connor's the same way. If you're that great, you just don't have other interests and shit like that. But what he should do is have a fucking kid. Because in my dream, he came out of the hospital. I think he looked like Prince William, kind of, in my dream. And he held up this little baby. And I could see its face in my dream. And I was like, ah! And I woke up. But you wouldn't watch Oil Change. If it was about Connor's baby, I would subscribe. If they made a show about Connor's baby on Oilers Plus, I would be subscribed within 20 minutes. Do you see this Charlie Woods content? They're just pumping out at the PGA. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like, we finally figured out a way to rehabilitate Tiger's image. Make him a dad. (laughs) And thank God he's got a prodigious kid. Charlie Woods is already probably top five most promoted PGA players. Yeah. And he's 14. If you were to ask like the run of the mill sports fan who has no interest in golf, like name me five golfers. I bet you in there they'd probably go, Tiger's kid's pretty good too now, right? And it's like, well, he's eleven or whatever, fourteen. I think he's fourteen. Yeah. But it's crazy that tournament that Tiger still plays in with him. Yeah. yeah. In the last twelve months, the difference. Like I went back and looked. Last year Charlie's like, like just some kid. Now he shows up with like a fucking mustache and his neck is thick and he's like, Hey dad, what's going on? I think we talked about this last week. They all blend together. Well, it's still amazing. It is still amazing. Um, here's He's got some, the touch, too. He's got the same swing. I wanted to ask you, how many Oilers games have you been to this year in the building? Zero. You haven't been to one, eh? Not one. Not one. Okay. Last playoffs, I went to three. Uh, okay. And I, yeah. I want to go. Yeah. I think it's really important. I wanted to talk to you about the in-game presentation, because just now, like, we were in Vegas. The uh, 
when we were in Vegas last week, I kind of tried to like keep an eye on what they do. And their pregame thing is wild. Mm. And they had there were some locals there who were kind of like, you know, on a Tuesday when yeah, you just yeah. want to come watch the Knights, it's too much. And it got me thinking like, man, Edmonton actually does. And when I was sitting there paying attention in Vegas, the Oilers in-game is actually really solid. Like the I like it compared to like I went to a game in LA a couple of years ago before the pandemic and I was like falling asleep in my seat. Oh, dude. it was terrible. Oilers games of yore, like when um, Don Metz was running the in-game performance yeah. shit. Oh my god, man! They would shoot little music videos, basically. Like they had one time out at Capital Raceway, they had all the Oilers, like the good Oilers, like Rock and Smitty and shit, racing yeah, cars. Yeah, I remember. And that. like when they came, leather out, jackets and shit. Oh like, my it was god! Hard. When you would go to games and the fucking oil rig would come down from the roof, and they would show the them like Smitty driving in a Thunderbird, like. Wow, did they do a good job now looking back? Because I never went to any other game yeah. places as a kid. I didn't have any frame of reference. But, like, if you were somehow able to get good footage of those games, like the reactions of the crowd and shit like that, when we brought Larvin into the game, mm-hmm. we went and saw him. He was like sprawled out in like 12 seats because he's such a bear of a man. And he goes, Oh, I love coming to one of those games. It's so relaxing. It's like, what? You should see George LaRock drive a Thunderbird, Larvin, and that was shit. That, I thought they were going to make the um, Oil Derrick part of the pregame presentation again. I thought they were, too, and I thought they were, instead of bringing it down, because the issue is the Jumbotron, right? Yeah. Hangs too far. I was like, I mean, you could probably get a pretty light-standing oil rig that you just get a couple of the orange and blue ice crew to just wheel out of the tunnel, right? Like, carry it out and prop it oh, up. It doesn't need to be that it big. It needs to come down. Man, so back in the day... The vibe of it coming down is great. I do agree. You go to others' games back in the day. They turn the lights down. All right, now we're already freaking out, right? And then they'd start releasing that poisonous gas. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, the smoke machines are firing. And you, everyone would be looking up at the oil rig waiting for this rickety-ass son of a bitch to come down. And then this last home stretch, it actually conked out halfway down. Do you remember this? I remember the game. And then it kind of like, it almost like gave out on half and like swung and a little bit. Like over the, the bench p- like a the pendulum. The players were like, Tom Gilbert's like, I'm going to die here. And Derek Cates is like, this is going to get me a new arena for sure. <laughs> Tom Darryl Gilbert's Cates like, is, my shoe collection. Derek Cates is standing in the catwalk with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Try to see city council say no now. So is that the voice you think Daryl Cates has? Yeah. Like a like the Hamburglar? <laughs> if you go and look at the games now, yes, it is solid. It, they do a good job. The scoreboard is majestic. It's beautiful. The l- noise level is good. Yeah. The drum and bass crew will never be the octane. I like that orange and blue crew. That's fine, but they'll never be the Octane. The Octane, man, you don't understand. Like, having said that, like, on the bench boys are appealed to 12-year-olds, they have it a little bit with Hunter, but, like, you would see Octane, they would go to shows. Like, they would go into the community. They go to, like, Athabasca and do a show in the gym for kids. You'll never see the Oilers touch that shit with a 10-foot pole. No, they got the mascot with abs now. When they retired the Octane, all that community work was done. And you'd see kids in the concourse with Octane getting photos. Like they were standing next to Justin Bieber, except the Octane were gals. So, you know, a celebrity of the time. Shakira. Sure. They don't have that shit anymore. Yeah. Any nobody take a no photo with the drum and bass crew. I, th- I just think they're cool. They are cool. And they got some funny bits. But too, they're not select. If, you, if I'm, you go there, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't play a good drum. But I'm just saying that they're not celebrities. They're not icons. You wouldn't get a calendar made of them. This is, I'll be honest, this is probably the first time I've thought about Oilers Octane 
since I'd even say the year before. I loved the Oilers doing. Octane on and off the ice. They were the best. <laughs> and I had a calendar. Yeah, that in was... In the majestic halls of Wanye Manor for years after it was out of date, remained an Oilers Octane calendar up. And visitors would say, why is that there? And I'd say, why isn't that in every house in town? Like a photo of Kim Jong-il in North Korea. It adorns every wall. That's what they should have done with Octane calendars. Fair enough. You know what, Ramchuk? You've checked out, and I don't appreciate that, because it's just the two of us, and this could be the greatest podcast we ever do, except that you mentally are thinking about the -the on-the-bench boys and whether or not you're going to get to wet your whistle in the saloon afterwards. I can go for a beer. Right now? I mean, it's 158. I thought your girlfriend said you're not allowed to do I know, play I'm NHL not. It's and killing me. It's killing me. I had to go to curling the other day, and I couldn't drink while I curled. Do you realize what kind of punishment that is to well, someone? That's a, that's a sporting event. You should be able to get away with drinking while curling. I'm trying to keep it tight and on the rails, because I know Jasper next weekend is going to be a little unhinged. Well, it's a performance-enhancing drug when it comes to curling. Did you see Michael Jordan said that he went golfing with Jeremy Roenick on a playoff game day and drank? They played 36 goals, and he drank 10 beers and then went and made 51 points that night. I have a funny feeling. Well, I that story is true, but I have a funny feeling the amount of beer. It's one of those things, right, where it's like, oh, yeah. But Roenick said 11 beers. I know, but I'm saying like, oh, when Roenick first told the story 20 years ago, it was probably like four beers. Oh, you think? Yeah, and then he like hypes it up a little bit. But I, there have been a bunch of stories. I mean, if you watch The Last Dance, like, yeah, MJ would go golf. Then be like, oh, playoff game in an hour and a half. Son of a bitch. And Robin would play shit face sometimes. Yeah. I remember, was that on the last dance? They talked about how they somebody said they could like smell Rodman from. A, he'd go to Vegas and gamble all night, and they'd and have to like call him and be like, "Are you coming to the game yeah. tonight?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm getting on a plane." And he'd get in there and just make like twenty rebounds yeah. and shit. Who was I? I was talking to some. See, now you're back. At, you're back now. We're oh, back. there was a former NHLer we had on the DFO rundown. I don't think it was Kevin Lowe. Uh, no, actually, it might have been Kevin Lowe. And we were like, hey, you golf a lot? Yeah, yeah, I golf a lot. What's your dream golf foursome? And they were like, oh, I've already played in it. It was me, Gretz, someone, and we were at this event down in Vegas, and we played nine holes with Tiger. And it was like, what the wow. f- How? And they are like, yeah, it was crazy. It was like young Tyler, Tiger. He was huge, obviously. Yeah. But like, you know, it was like a sportsman's event and like at this golf course in Vegas. And the Oilers had like, were whatever there. And it was like, yeah, the three so of us. So Kevin Lowe, you think, played golf with Tiger Woods? I don't remember it was Kevin Lowe. It was, crazy. it was some, fuck, how do I not remember this? I need to go back and look. If you're Tiger Woods, wouldn't you be like declining all those? Ni- it's money probably. But, but it was like, like the last thing I'm doing is playing nine holes of these fuck ones. But it was like 20 years ago yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, or more than 20 years ago, I'm sure. But, oh man, I really want to find out who that was. See if I can go add the clip into here. Charlie telling Tiger on that Instagram clip that he pushes him but knows where to draw the line. And then Tiger being like, we know where to draw the line, right, son? And then the PGA is like, the end. Tiger, you don't know when to draw the line. That's the whole problem. How dare you look down at Charlie and tell That's him you know where to draw career, the line. career, Tiger. Good God. It's amazing that like you can have the moral... I don't even know what you would call it. The confidence in yourself to be like, yes, I fucked up every single part of my life, but I'm still going to hard parent you, Charlie. I think he's way better than Earl was to him, though. It was Mac T. That's who it was. Episode 130 of the DFO Rundown. If you want to go back and listen to it, it was Gregor, Saravalli, and Mac T. And they asked him, who's your dream golf pairing? And he was like, it was me, Gretz, someone, some point, and we golfed with Tiger Woods. Damn. Who'd be your dream, uh, Dream golf. golf group. 
You were about to just straight up say dream force. Well, I was going to say, can't go who's your way. dream force? But yeah, we're dream I mean, golf. Golf, I guess. I would want one pro in there for sure. A dream foursome is hard to put together. It That's is. a lot of legs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> My dream golfer, I want I see. I want a pro that plays right now so I can watch. And just like see how fucking automatic they are. So my favorite golfer right now is Justin Thomas. So I'm throwing JT in the mix. Um, I'm super one-dimensional, right? So I'm trying to pick people who are outside of sports. Yes. Who I'd mix into there. Ooh, interesting growth. Yeah. But again, I'll throw Drake in there. I'll golf with Drake. I wonder what kind of I golfer he'd golf. be. I'm sure he does a little bit. He's a sports guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I got Justin Thomas and Drake. It's a hell of a start. And now I get to pick one more. I think I'm dipping right back into the athlete side of things, and I'm picking my current favorite athlete in all sports, which is Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the, the quarterback. The, the quarterback, because I think he's I the kind of guy. I think I got a good mix here. I'm going to be watching a pro golf. I got Drake vibes. Great. And then I got Josh Allen, who I think would put back 24 beers with me. So that's my dream. That's my dream Damn. golf group. Drake could drink, too. He's a boozer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always got a glass of something going. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, one thing about Drake that blows my mind, when you think about a world where rappers want to be actors, and actors want to be rappers, and sports players want to be actors, and everybody wants to be something that they're not, Drake has amazingly, must have turned down so many offers from Hollywood, man. Oh, yeah. He's an actual, he could have been Will Smith. Now, musically, he's destroyed Will Smith, yeah. meaning he could have had a movie with a soundtrack, and surely to God, somebody's pitched him like $20 million to be in a rom-com. The fact totally. that Drake has not touched an acting role but acts so much in his videos yeah. blows me away. It's one of the reasons why I love Drake the most. He never sold out. He's not in like, you know, a movie with Gronkowski and he gets $38 million to do it. Like, yeah, he's not in like some weird modern version of like an Adam Sandler movie where yeah. it's like all his boys. He plays a sucks. rapper, but it's kind of him. Yeah. Like he's turned, he has the acting chops, I would argue, to have had a full comedic acting career. If he was so inclined. I also do think there's a little bit of him that that lets the acting side of himself flex in his online personality. Yeah, for sure. Like the making fun of Drake thing now where he's making fun of Drake and some of the shit he does. And I'll be like, you son of you posted that because you know the memes are all on it. Oh, of course he does. And he he has a team of people that also help him with social, right? But I think I saw an interview. I think it was with Zane Lowe. You remember that guy from Apple Beats? He has okay. like a podcast on Apple Music, and he interviewed Drake. Anyways, Drake did this big, long sit-down interview in his big-ass mansion in Toronto, and he said that he's just like, it was such a crazy thing to become a rapper that he doesn't want to, like, press his luck. He really wants to do music. And so he'll just and he's like, it. I don't want the, like, I'm a musician. And that's cool. Yeah. And he gambles on steak.com. Steak pays <laughs> for every penny when Drake... They know what they're doing. When Drake says, I bet a million dollars on LSU, they get yeah. $10 million worth of mm-hmm. press. Yeah, oh, 1,000. It's like, Drake's playing $1 million spins on stake, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure he is. Don't worry. I, the internet goes nuts for it. That's the best endorsement of a gambling product by any celebrity yeah. is Drake and stake, don't you think? Probably. Plus the name sound yeah. alike, Drake Steak. Maybe that's his next business venture. An actual meat steak? An actual meat steak. Trump had steaks. Work out well for him? Became president. It's hard to say what led to it. It's all very strange. I was thinking about this last night because there's that story about how he could have bought the Dallas Cowboys for super cheap, right? Trump? Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, it's a thing where like Cowboys were up for sale. Trump apparently went into the bidding process and then like pulled out. Before I know or after like, the USFL. Do you know? I think it was before. That's why he went to the USFL. Oh. Like he could have bought them around when Jerry did or something. Oh boy. I'm, if Jerry listening. Jones got them cheap. Yeah. Then Trump had a chance to do that, but he like passed on it, said it was a bad business idea. And I know there are some other like details in there that maybe I'm fucking up. I don't so. need the Dallas Cowboys. What I need is a new unheralded league called yeah. the USFL. But last night I was like, what is the timeline like where he does buy them? What does the world look like right now in a world where Trump is just Jerry Jones? I mean, this gets us down a very dark path and yeah. what words we're going to say for keywords and this sort of thing. Yeah. But anyways, I just thought that, that was would be fascinating. Crazy. I was like, it how would much- probably be a lot better place if that's how the timeline had come out. Who knows? I'm always fascinated by that stuff. But last night, effect? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the butterfly effect of like, you know. This has been a good podcast. Sometimes I'll think about that when, like, I'll be, like, driving home. You know, you, like, hit a yellow light and yeah. you go through. And you're like, did I fuck something up in the timeline? <laughs> Was I supposed to stop there? Should Have I you ever breaks? had it where you've been delayed, annoyed, and then saw a close call afterwards? And you thought, if I wasn't delayed by that thing, I would have just been hit by that freight train? Okay. This is, I would have been fine, but yesterday I leave the car wash and the door of the car wash was being funky. So it was one of those where you just drive up to it and it's supposed to open automatically. And I sat there for like four minutes and the door wasn't opening. The guy eventually had to come like beep, 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 hit a little key of buttons in the door open. I drive out. I'm waiting in an intersection to turn right. And it was on St. Albert Trail. So it's like a pretty busy part here. And then just fucking out of nowhere, this lady in a Porsche, she has a double red. She cannot turn left. She just goes. Just turns left, and one car like swerves. Another one just fucking hammers the brakes, and you heard like, damn. And I looked at this lady, and she was literally just driving straight face, like <laughs> turned left. And then I look up, and an and a truck that delivers water had rear-ended a car because of her. I don't know. I didn't notice it before. No, I it wouldn't have been before because the one person was in the front, like you can see, digging through their glove box. And I'm like, that accident just happened. I just about watched a lady die in her SUV because she, for some reason, was like, you know what? They'll stop for me. And when? And I was like, I would have missed all of this if the door had opened on time. One of my favorite, you know, they say at the end of the day, it's the little things in life yep. that are the most important to embrace. One of my favorite moments of being a human is when you see somebody colossally fuck up in traffic and then you pull up next to them and you're just like, and they're like, I've seen people cause I live in the river Valley and there's lots of weird one ways and people always fucking stuff up. And I'll see people like just barrel through yields, all sorts of crazy shit. You take nothing at face value in the river Valley. And then you pull up next to them and it's like, they're in this bubble and they're just like staring straight ahead. And they got bug eyes and they're just like, damn. And I'm just like the, the moral rightness I feel Pulling up next to somebody in traffic, like that lady in that Porsche. Yeah. You're just like, you fucked up, bitch. And she just, I don't even think she noticed. She was just like, oh, well. She's like, I don't care. I'm listening to the new Taylor Swift album, and she's convinced us all that we're the problem. It's me. <laughs> so yesterday I'm driving. It was right after this. I had quite the eventful drive out to Sherwood Ford yesterday. This is why you hate leaving the bubble, right? Yeah. I'm going down the Henday, and I am going, you know, 110 in the fast lane. Which is a decent speed. Some people might say that's too slow in the to nation be in the fast truck? lane. Yeah, in the nation respect, truck. Respect. I can't go 120 in the nation truck. You're people. Get pulled over. It's but there was score. some traffic that sure. I wanted to get past. I'm going 110, and then I look behind me, and there is a truck coming up pretty quick. 
And I was like, oh, I will be courteous and I'll move back over now because someone wants to go quicker than me. I'm a good driver. Don't come at me is my point here. So I signal and as I'm turning over, I see this guy behind me who's ripping, starts going into the other lane oh, too. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is awkward. So I, I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going into the slow lane because I don't need to be going this fast. And then this guy cuts back to the left and lays on the horn. And I was like, what is going on right now? Why is this person honking at me? And then the guy kind of looks at me and I just kind of like gave a look back like, what's going on here? Because it's the nation truck? I get to Sherwood Ford. I check my Twitter. Lance, who listens to my show every day, and I think he's a real-life listener. So, Lance, shout out to you. I was confused. I didn't mean to be a dick. Lance was like, I pulled up and honked at Tyler, and all he did was glare at me. And I got a kick out of that because I was like, <laughs> maybe. This but, is why I don't want to drive a vehicle That's why I can't flip we, people off in the exactly. nation Exactly. <laughs> I can't give my, go- my, my bug eyes of, in, like, judgment. Yeah. And every time weird shit would be happening in traffic, I don't want people looking at me at the light. Do they look at you at the light? Yeah, yeah. I get people. <laughs> or... One guy looks at me and goes, you can see him both like, are you the Oilers nation? Yes. And I was like, what else would I be? Yeah, the the truck is fan. very clearly just a huge fan. I'm like the Avatar guy. Was I in Avatar? No. I just got the head-to-toe tattoo. Um, yeah. So anyway, shout out to Lance. That was a bit of a misunderstanding. I thought you were just trying to cut me off. I pull up next to people who have nation stickers on, and I smile at them as though we're going to be best friends. Nine out of ten times, people mean mug me. I'm like... That's what I do like about the truck is when I see a nation sticker. I'll be like, I'm going to try to pull up to that guy. See and if they they get, do, they like, oh. and I'll usually like head nod or sometimes people will be like, and double take and be like, go. Hey. I stopped at to let someone across the crosswalk at Nate the other day in yeah. the nation truck. And it was a guy who I did know, to be fair, from junior high. And he's crossing the street and he looks and he sees the nation truck and he points to his headphones. He goes, I'm listening to you. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what a weird trip that would be. You're like walking, you're like, oh, your M truck's takes today. Like, blah, blah, blah. And you're looking, you're like, holy fuck, there he is right there in the nation truck. The what other day, you'll enjoy this story. It's about you. I was watching you on YouTube while watching you do Oilers live on my phone. <laughs> And I was like, Jesus, this is too much of your M truck. Hello, 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 hello. And that's why I don't do our post game show very often because I'm like, you know what? The people have had enough. You are everywhere. Your visa, you're everywhere you want to be. That's what I say. Fair. This is a good show. In an alternate universe where there's just two of us, we could make this work. Yeah, once you yelled at me for not paying attention, I feel like we really hit our stride. I feel <laughs> like that adds to the overall non sexual tension of the podcast. And people like it when people bicker. Yeah. I'm usually zoned out because I have like 300 things going on. I'm literally onboarding a new podcast while we're doing I this know. podcast. And that's, yeah, that's fair. I would <laughs> love to know, you know how when like Harrison Ford, who was supposed to be Luke Skywalker? And there's always stories of actors turning down crazy roles. Oh, yeah. Right? I would love to know the top five roles Drake has been offered in Hollywood that he turned down. That'd be good. What do you think he turned down? Did they try to do a Men in Black reboot with him? I bet you. Oh, that's actually probably the easiest one to predict. Like, You'd imagine if it right could. In. It would be so good. Men in Black reboot, Independence Day 2. How many listeners right now? Like, shut up about the Hollywood shit. Fucking one Fuck. You know what? If you're <laughs> tuning in here and you don't want to hear me talk. I've, so when I first came on to this podcast, I was like, oh, it's a hockey podcast. So I was like, keep it on the rails, talk hockey, right? Yeah. I'm like, it's an Oilers Nation podcast. Sure. I now need this podcast to be as little about hockey as possible for my own sanity of like, I do three other hockey podcasts a day. I cannot have this one just be all hockey. This is real life. Why this show is called real life is if you sit down to shoot the shit with Gregor and Stradwick in season one, 
I don't want to talk to them about the same shit they're talking about on their radio show every day. Otherwise, I'd listen to the radio show. Exactly. I wanted to talk about real life. Mm -hmm. So when you sit down to talk with your buddies, that's all we're doing here. We're yeah. not in character. We're not the on-the-bench boys. We are. Well, I mean, I'm in character, but I'm always in character. It's, yeah, you're just your name is the character. Heel of me is yeah. I'm always in character. But we're just sitting here talking shop. And yes, the Oilers come up. But that's because it comes up when we actually want to talk about it. Because it's a key when, part of our lives. Not when we feel like we need to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. When I came busting into the office today filled with celebrity news for you, that's how we talk in real life. Mm -hmm. You wanted to come in while I was doing my live show. You were like standing there looking at me. I had to tell you about Beyonce. <laughs> I was like on camera. I keep like looking out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, don't come in, don't come in, don't come in, don't come in. I was driving. I saw the tweet about Beyonce and I was like, oh my God, I have to tell your M Chuck. And I like sped up to get here, your M Chuck. All right, we're going to see you zoned out again. I did because I noticed we hit the one hour mark. So we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Give some love to our friends at Oodle Noodle. And of course, Montana's. You could just eat. You could eat so well if you just ate at the restaurants that sponsor this podcast. Yes, mostly Oodle Noodle. Yeah, mostly. Well, if you're only going to go to one restaurant and you're going to eat all your meals there. The thing is, so you could just do the Montana's daily deals and have Oodle Noodle for lunch. And you're just you're laughing. I don't own it, Montana's. But they're on the TV. No, no, no. I know. But if you only had one place to pick. Don't get me wrong. I love Montana's. I ordered it the other day. I told you. You did. It was delicious. I also saw Bobby Ryan posted a photo of himself at a Montana's. And I was like, what are you doing, Bobby Ryan? You're getting he, that money. He was like, I love Montana's. I was like, damn. That right. ain't free. Bobby Ryan, uh, part of our podcasting network. Is he? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, not a Coming in hot. The Sens show. Of course. That would explain the Montana's. It's the same ad deal. <laughs> it's the same ad deal. We're, we're splitting checks with Bobby Ryan. Can you imagine if someone would have told you that in when oh, you started the nation in 2010 or in 07, if in like 09, they were like, hey, Bobby Ryan, the guy who just got that big ticket from the Ducks. The only guy in the world that wouldn't have been surprised with that news is you. Me. They'd be like, we signed Bobby Ryan, eh? Yep. The guy that, didn't Kevin Lowe say that he like ruined his life by being drafted by the Ducks or something once? And something that's why like yeah, yeah. Brian Burke wanted to fight him in a Oh, no, that, you're thinking of Penner. No, no, but Bobby Ryan, he specifically said oh. like you Somehow or other, Bobby Ryan got sucked into their beef. Hmm. At that point, if you'd told me we were going to work with Bobby Ryan, I'd be surprised. Like, that guy ruined his life? Why would he want anything to do with an Oilers fan? That's what I would have thought. What was it? You got to look that up. Yeah, Brian Burke and Kevin Lowe. And Brian Burke drafted Bobby Ryan to the Ducks, right? That should actually be our next, the next oral history you and Coombe do. There's an oral history of... Uh, beef? Rich, yeah, the beef between Lowe and Burke. That'd be a great summer doc. And you it could really get, is bizarre. Like and you could you, get Bobby Ryan on it now. When we look at those old journal headlines and shit, yeah. oh, get Bobby Ryan on? Probably, well, I don't know if you want Penner. The old journal headlines, the, if you think the media is harsh now, you should read the Edmonton Journal in the like mid to late 90s. Like the writers, like Jim Matheson, the carve jobs they would do on these guys now, like Brian Burke wanting to fight Kevin Lowe wasn't even that crazy back in the day. There were so many insane storylines going on at all times. Dustin Penner blowing out his back eating pancakes. Remember these days? Oh, yeah. And he had a couple good seasons here, too. <laughs> and he led us, led us getting Oscar Clefbaum. When Dustin Penner ended his career, I saw him at a bar in California. And I was with a guy, and he said, Hey, Dustin, are you playing next year? And Dustin Penner turned around, and he had no teeth, and he was drunk. He went, huh, I'd fucking doubt it. And that was the last time I ever saw Dustin Penner. Last time any of us have. 
because I've never seen him. Uh, you never seen Dustin Penner? He's a big boy. I know behind Liam now on the live show when he does it from home, he has a signed Dustin Penner jersey. That's a guy who did not associate with the money he was earning. No. That guy got a huge contract, and that was the worst thing that ever happened to him. All right, we're going to wrap this bad boy up because we are well over an hour. The whole regular casting Time is money. Montana only pays us for 60 minutes. There you go. Everyone will be back on Monday, and we hope to see you then. Have a good weekend, everybody. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.